Hey, welcome to the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring life change through Christ to all people. And we believe that happens when people say yes to Jesus, do life together, get in the game, and leave a legacy. We hope this podcast inspires and challenges you to grow in your faith. Subscribe to ensure you don't miss a single episode and share it with someone you know who may need it. Again, thank you for joining us today. Now let's get to this week's episode. But look, we're talking about enduring suffering like Jesus. We are, uh, let's see here, we're one week from Palm Sunday where we have the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Jesus is heralded as a hero, right? And they're putting all the palm branches in the street. It's like this big parade and, and everyone's celebrating Jesus as he shows up. They know that the Messiah is coming. Amen. It's a great and exciting time in the city of Jerusalem. But we're also two weeks where we celebrate Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Where that week he had gone through the most excruciating pain and suffering that we can think of at the hands of professional torturers, the Romans. No longer heralded as a hero, now Jesus is suffering. And, you know, Jesus alluded to this suffering so many times. He had told the Jews that if you tear down this temple, I will raise it up in three days. And the Jews looked at themselves like, what is he talking about? It took decades to raise this, to build this temple. But he really was talking about his own body. And, and other times he told the disciples, he said, look, there will come a time when I will suffer at the hands of the priest. And the thing is, is that each time that he said this, that the, the, the disciples didn't really quite catch what it was that he was saying. You ever had Jesus say something and you just didn't quite catch it? Or as they say, catch it on your way home? That was one of these moments. And so they were looking at each other like, what's all this dying stuff Jesus talking about? You know, they had seen Jesus raise the dead. They had seen Jesus walk on water. They had seen Jesus feed 5,000, and now he's talking about suffering? Who going to make Jesus suffer? Who going to do that? But just as Jesus said, he did suffer at the hands of the priest. He was betrayed by his friend, slapped for no reason. He had a crown of thorns slammed into his head. His life traded for a known murderer. He was he was beat until the skin on his body was literally ripped off. He was forced to carry a cross that he later would be nailed to. And while on that cross, he would be speared in the side. And blood and water would come out. And, and, and the thing about this is that the, the pain that he experienced, worst of all, wasn't even physical. But yet it was spiritual, for this was the first time that his relationship with God had been broken. The scripture tells us in 1 Peter 2 and 24 that Jesus bore our sins in his own body while he was on the cross. In other words, he absorbed the penalty of sin on his body. That's why we can say that our sins have been crucified to the cross with Christ because he literally absorbed it for Old Testament saints as well as New Testament saints in his body at that one point. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us that he that knew no sin became it he literally became sin and endured the wrath of God 
He just didn't die, y'all. He endured the wrath of God. Why? For no other reason than that we may be and have a chance at eternal life. That we could have restored relationship with God. And with all Jesus' pain, his suffering, and even his death came life. Came life for you and for me. You see, Jesus knew when he faced the cross that his, his pain would have purpose. And the truth of the matter is, so will ours. This is why we're starting this new mini-series today called Enduring Suffering Like Jesus. Because a lot of us are going through. Amen? A lot of us have suffered. We may not look like it, but many of us have. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your son Jesus. We thank you for the example that you have given us in Jesus Christ. He is the author and finisher of our faith, Lord God. We thank you for your presence here this morning, Lord. We ask God, Lord, that you, Lord, would rest in us, Lord God, and rest on us, Father God, that your word will come forth in power, truth, and conviction, Lord God, that it would fall on good ground, Lord God. Father, we pray, Lord, that we would be forever changed, Lord God, from having an encounter with you, a holy and a holy and righteous God. Change us this morning, Lord God. Make us to be more like you. Deliver us, Lord. Encourage us. Edify us, Lord God. And we will love you. We will give your name all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Enduring suffering like Jesus. Now, look, the truth of the matter is everyone suffers. Look, everyone suffers. Let's, let's just tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Everyone suffers. Now, I know this ain't everybody's favorite subject to talk about in church, and you probably done heard about how once you give your life to Christ, you ain't going to have to worry about it. Everything going to be good, and it's going to be smiling and cheesing and everything, and all your powers, all your problems going to roll away. But I'm sorry for that person that told you that that was just not true. That's not true. In some cases, it's even hard. In some cases, it's even harder when you give your life to Christ. You know, Job 14.1 tells us that man born of a few days, man born of woman, are a few days and full of trouble. Pain and suffering, really, if we look at it, is really kind of all around us. Whether it's physical, emotional, or mental, all of us are seeing and experiencing, really, truthfully, some form of, of pain. And you may say, why? Because we live, we live in a fallen world, y'all. We live in a fallen world impacted by Adam's sin. And when you look at what did Adam's sin cause, it, it, it messed up the earth. God cursed the ground and said, okay, it's not going to give you the fruit no more. You're going to have to work it now by the sweat of your brow. It, 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 it caused impact to the animals. You know, they had to been getting along at one point for, the, for Adam to line them up and him to name them. They won't eat each other and trying to eat us. Can you imagine Adam going up? You're going to be a lion. Try that right now with Mufasa. I guarantee you he ripped your head off. And we're not going to talk about what it did to man. 
and, 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 and I'm not even going to go there to childbirth, but ladies, God bless you. But the truth is, is that not only those things that sin impact the earth and all of creation, but we also have a real enemy. We have an active force of evil that works in the, in the earth, an adversary of our very own soul and an adversary of our own God. And because of that, we have a world occupied by men that's selfish, prideful, ruled by his own lust, separated from God, and having to make the choice between either serving God or being his own God. So because of all of this, suffering exists. And it will be that way until Jesus returns. Somebody say amen. You see, pain and suffering is part of our human experience. Ask anybody who is over 40 dealing with the changes in their body. I guarantee you, they will tell you that pain is real. Come on now. And see, this is objectively true, not subjectively. It's objectively true. No matter who it is that you are or what it is that you do, all of us have been in a situation and I either have seen or witnessed or experienced some form of sickness, some trauma, some death, some kind of loss. Some of us have been through abuse. You name it, I'm pretty sure if we took a, a poll in the room, we would all be surprised at what it is that we have gone through. And I'm not even going to talk about what we've experienced as a result of the pandemic. But suffering is something that we must accept as true in this life. And the reason why is because sometimes we like to look at other people and create their experience. If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. You see, we like to look at other people and say, well, you know what? Maybe they're not experiencing any pain. You know, because we look at maybe what they got. We see them smiling on Facebook. And, you know, they, they, they put the best pictures on Facebook. Oh, 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 I'm in a relationship now. Oh, they, they take a picture by their new car. But they didn't, tell you, they didn't tell you that they make $500 a month and 400 of that go to the car. But we sitting there looking at their Facebook picture, man, Lord, I want a new car. I want what they got. But we don't know the suffering that it is that they have gone through and experienced to get where it is that they are or whether or not where they are is where they want to be. Come on now, somebody. Amen. You can clap on that. But the truth is we don't know their situation. And honestly, we don't know. They don't know ours either. But everybody suffers. Amen? So the thing here is that we need to see, understand that everyone suffers, but also that suffering can, pain and suffering can bring growth as well as change if we have the right perspective and response to it. You see, perspective is nothing other than having the proper attitude and understanding about something. Proverbs 4, 7 tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. And therefore, in all you're getting, get understanding. So for the sake of what we're talking about, we'll talk about four root causes of pain that we experience. Now, before we do that, it's important for us to acknowledge that we all have pain, but more so to figure out where it came from. So the first thing we want to talk about here is pain that comes from self. Now, if you're anything like me, you've made some bad choices here and there. 
Amen? Amen. We trying to do, we, we trying to make that less, right? <laughs> we trying to make that less. But, some, but we've all made some mistakes. And sometimes the pain that we experience are, th- are from things that we did do. But sometimes it's pain from things that we did not do. There are times when maybe we should have took a step. There are times when we didn't have the courage. There are times when we did not try as hard as we should. And it's important for us to admit our very own shortcomings and not to blame others or make excuses for the things that we've done. And see, sometimes when we find ourselves in the middle of a situation, those are the times when we call out to God the most. But we got to be careful not to blame God and others for stuff for the consequences of what we've done. Amen? Y'all ever been in a situation where, where you messed up and then you asked God to, to get you out of it and then it didn't happen as, as quickly as you thought it should have happened and then you was frustrated and mad? And then be like, well, God, why didn't you do this? Why, God, why didn't you do that? And then you got kids or people or nephews or nieces that try to do the same thing to you. They mess up. They break their toy. And then they want to know, why ain't you fix it right now? Like, you got the problem? Like, you move too slow on fixing their issue? See, what that is really called is manipulation. And we got to be careful not to try to manipulate others or manipulate God to get us out of situations that we caused. Amen? Come on now. We got to be careful about that. When we do that, we absolve ourselves of blame and fault. And the truth is when we do that, we're bound to repeat the same. We're bound to be in the same issue, if not then, later. Why? Because we did not fix the one thing that we could control. Us. See, sometimes it's self that gets us pain and suffering. And other times, it's others. Somebody say others. See, that's, that's the stuff that it, it won't your fault. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It won't my fault. But you were still impacted by it. We've been impacted by the pain. Well, we've experienced pain from others. Suffering, mistreatment of others. Sometimes that's discrimination. Sometimes that's racism. Other times it's, it's sexism. Sometimes it's just the way that people look at you or make you feel. All of us have gone through things where you may have experienced something that was at the hands or maybe even the words of someone else. And when that is the source, we have to acknowledge that. And then we have to forgive like we've been forgiven. And if y'all know what I'm talking about, um, let's just take driving, for instance. You know, um, those words that we don't like to say in church when somebody cuts you off? You trying, to, you, trying to make, you trying to make the right turn off of interstate to get to come to church, and, and that one car that's on the way, four lanes over, is like, they trying, to, they, trying to, they trying to turn to get to Kroger. You trying to get to church, and they cutting you off? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. Okay. 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 And we remember that and we get frustrated. And then the thing is, then I have to, you know, I used to be mad too, but then I have to remember those times when I cut somebody off because I ain't look in the mirror. And and, and then, you know, I hear the horn. 
And, you know, and then you be like. See, the funny thing about that is that when we do it, we, when we do it, we, uh, we know the reason why we did it. It wasn't on purpose, and we always assume the best. But when somebody else do it, we get pissed off and we get angry, and we always assume that, oh, you meant to cut me off. Why is it that we assume the best with ourselves but not with somebody else? Amen? We have to remember that, hey, sometimes it may not be the others that do it. Maybe sometimes we're the other. What do you do when you the other? When you the other that caused the pain and the suffering. See, that's when we have to remember the grace and the mercy that's been given to us. And be sure to give it to somebody else. And if we do that, then it will cause us to be humble and to reconcile and to ask for forgiveness. So sometimes the pain that we feel is circumstantial. It's just purely out of your control. Some of us are going through um, results and, and consequences or from, from the layoffs that just took place. People have gotten rift. People have, because of the pandemic, all kinds of stuff. People are losing their jobs. People are trying to figure out where they're going to eat. Some of these things are circumstantial. Some of us have been born into family situations where poverty was, was, was a factor. Some of us have been born into situations or even in a situation where neglect might have taken place. All of us have things that we can remember from our childhood. I remember growing up on ramen noodles. I thought I could make it. I still can make a mean bowl of ramen noodles. Don't get it twisted now. But my kids think that ramen noodles is a treat. They ask, hey, that's funny, right? Y'all didn't know. <laughs> That's funny. I, I tell them I grew up on ramen noodles and, and lunch meat. And they be like, Dad, what's lunch meat? What is that? I tell my kids, I've been told them, and you don't know what it's like to really be hungry. Some of us have been in and have grown up in things that, that are circumstantial. I've been short my whole life. I've been trying to fix this. I done prayed. I done ate my Wheaties. I exercised. Ain't none of that mess working. I get tired of getting my shot blocked at the gym. That is pain and heartache every time, and they laugh. See, sometimes you go through stuff that's circumstantial. But see, remembering what Jesus went through helps us to endure that suffering. Endure the pain that you may experience. All while remembering that what Jesus went through was more. Amen? Last thing here is the discipline of God. Like a parent, like a parent that watches a child trying to play with the stove. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't touch that stove. Don't touch that stove. All right, go ahead. And let me tell y'all something. All right, go ahead. If you're a teenager out here, let me tell you something. Don't ever do it when your parents say, all right, go ahead. I guarantee you it's pain on the other side of that. <laughs> the hurt locker is on the other side of all right, go ahead. Husbands, if you ever hear your wife say, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Husbands, if you hear your wife say, all right, go ahead. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's pain on the other side of all right, go ahead. 
But you see, the discipline of God is for our benefit. The Lord is wise, and he is, he is full of wisdom and love. And those that he loves, he disciplines. And his discipline is a sign of his responsibility to us. Amen? And so when the Lord, when the Lord disciplines us, and in other words, allow us to go through things, it is not something that we should despise, but we should recognize that it is always for our benefit. And so not only can, do we need to have the the understand the right perspective and understand where it is that pain comes from, but we also need to have the proper response. You see, and, and I found out that people do one of three things. They typically find themselves as trying to escape, trying to avoid, or learning. Now let's talk about escape for a second. Escape is just simply running from the pain that we know is unavoidable. Somebody say unavoidable. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those times when we feel like we just don't want to deal with this today. Like that grass that been, that, that been needing to be cut. You just walk by it. I don't know how many times I done got walked and got in my car. And, and my car been dirty for a minute. And the car like, really? You just, you just not going to wash me, right? No. <laughs> We walk by some of this stuff. We walk by these situations, and we just don't want to deal with it. Somebody say, "Man, I know I ain't the only one up in here, huh?" Are you hear people say, "I just can't adult today," huh? Are you just you just feel like you know what? I ain't trying to get. I, I just don't want to get out of bed. Those times when we really want to check out on life, and the thing is, when you check out on life, what it is that what is it that you run into? You're escaping from something to run to something else. So what is it that we, that we run to when we don't want to deal with the life that we have? You see, when we find ourselves trying to escape, we put masks on and we cause ourselves to be in a state of deception. And we begin to ignore the life that we have and self-medicate. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When we go through things and we find ourselves sometimes emotionally eating, I know them in times I've been hungry for absolutely no reason. Something happens, I'm frustrated, now I'm eating. I got no reason why. I ain't even hungry, but I'm eating. Give me them chips. Give me them lays. I know I can't just eat just one. Give me two bags. We self-medicating. If it's not eating, maybe it's shopping. If it ain't shopping, maybe it's, it's getting some more money. It might be work. It might be, it might be relationships. And for some of us, it might be alcohol or even drugs. And, and people don't talk about this, but sometimes we escape and we use helping others as our escape. Because if I can bury myself in helping someone else's problem, if I can bury myself in fixing someone else's problem, guess who I ain't got to fix? But I feel better that you jacked up, so let me come over here and help you out. Meanwhile, after I'm done, I got to return to my jacked up life, especially when I'm by myself. You see, ignoring those things don't help us, and it doesn't alleviate the pain. Escaping reality doesn't change reality. J.K. Rowling said, numbing the pain for a while will make it worse when you finally feel it. During surgery, I don't know if any of y'all have ever had surgery, but I don't like needles. So during surgery, they give you anesthesia. 
But see, anesthesia don't really remove the pain. It actually just blocks the pain receptors to your brain. So, the, so you really never know that your body is extremely injured during surgery. But mentally you say, I'm good. And we tell ourselves that we're good because we really just can't feel what? We really can't feel the pain. So those things that we use to treat our pain to, or to block the pain rather than treat ourselves to help us get better, those are the things that can cause us to fall into unhealthy habits. That is how addictions happen. That is how we, we start doing stuff that's unhealthy mentally unhealthy physically, unhealthy. That's how we create emotional attachments that we shouldn't have, all because we don't allow ourselves sometimes to feel that pain so we can figure out how to really treat it and get better. You see, this ain't about feeling better. Some of us just want to feel better. But I'm feeling better. You want to be better. And to be better sometimes is to feel the pain so you can tell somebody where it hurts so God can heal it. He can't heal what you hold on to. See, sometimes we got to be able to get to the place where we reveal those things and we be honest with ourselves. We take those masks off and we say, I'm not okay today. I'm frustrated today. I'm angry today. I'm hurt today. And yes, God, I'm going to lay this at the cross. Because I know that the word of God says that he cares for us. Lord, surely you can understand what it is that I'm going through. And the truth of the matter is, this is true. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42, we see Jesus' humanity and his divinity clash all at the same time. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he knows that he's already being betrayed and that Judas and the, and the troops are coming to get him. And he, he prays so hard that he literally like sweating drops of blood. And he tells God, he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, some of us need a nevertheless. You see, we, many times we want to be taken out of pain and suffering. But maybe we should pray that God take us through the pain and the suffering. You see, there are some things that you don't get unless you get through the pain and the suffering. It's like working out. You don't get to be stronger until you get through the exercise. Amen? It's like the lesson. How many of y'all have said, man, if, if I known now, if I'd have known then what I know now, I probably would be in a better situation. But you don't get to do that. Because the lesson that you learn is the result of the pain and the suffering that you experienced. If you don't want the pain and the suffering, what you're really saying is that you don't want the lesson. But the lesson is what made you better. The lesson is what helped you to grow where you are. The lesson is what strengthened you. The lesson is what gave you endurance. The lesson is what gave you perseverance. But you got all of those things as a result of the pain and the suffering that you experienced. And so the pain and the suffering really was meant to prop you up to be better and stronger. Some of us need a nevertheless.
Nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done. And you see, the Lord never promised us that our role would be easy and that we wouldn't endure suffering. In fact, the scripture tells us that if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. And he tells us daily to pick up our cross. And not only does he tell us that, but he showed us how to. And he literally did it. You see, suffering is also a part of the Christian walk. Paul, many of the epistles that Paul wrote was from jail. All of the, all of the apostles, with the exception of John, was, were martyred. John was banished to Patmos. Just put you on the island and die. And today we find ourselves going through things where, where we're persecuted. People talk about us. People, and in some countries, it's still illegal to even have a Bible. These are things that, that are unavoidable if you are a believer. But it's important to understand that you can't, that we should not face this pain alone. That God can handle your pain. He can handle the things that you experience. He can handle all of it. Romans 8.37 tells us that God has made us more than conquerors through him that loved us. And if we don't, if we're not opposed, then we cannot be conquerors. Amen? So don't try to escape the pain that is unavoidable. Face it. Face it. Another thing is avoid. Avoiding really seriously just means to evade unnecessary pain. Sometimes it's necessary, but sometimes it ain't. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And look, even Jesus avoided some unnecessary pain. Look in John chapter 7, and I'm just going to read the first verse. It says, after this, Jesus traveled in Galilee since he did not want to travel in Judea because the Jews were trying to kill him. Jesus had healed, had healed a man on the Sabbath day. He had healed a man with the withered hand on the Sabbath day. He had healed a man at the pool of Bethesda on the Sabbath day. And because of that, the Pharisees and the Jews who kept strict laws in place and they enforced everything on the Sabbath day, you can't do nothing. So, so Jesus asked him, is it lawful to do good or evil on the, on the Sabbath day? Jesus was the Lord of the Sabbath. But yet they wanted to kill him. And Jesus knew that if he would have gone up there, that they would have tried to kill him. So even Jesus avoided unnecessary pain, y'all. You see, if we follow God's word and the example of Christ, he will help us to navigate life. Proverbs 1 and 7 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and that fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs 15, 31 and 32 tells us one who listens to life-giving rebukes or corrections will be at home among the wise. Anyone who ignores discipline despises himself. But whoever listens to correction acquires good sense, y'all. Somebody say good sense. Good sense. In other words, when we make obedient and wise decisions, it's Practically, in terms of living our life for the Lord, it produces life and righteousness on the inside of us. 
it doesn't stop all of the pain and suffering that we'll experience, but what it will do is keep you out of unnecessary loss. Somebody say amen. The last thing here is that God uses our pain for the currency of, of change and growth. Not only do we have to, not only do we have to um, deal, make sure that we face the pain that we go through, don't try to escape, avoid by making wise decisions and being obedient, but we can learn from those things. We can learn from those things as well. All of us have got scars. Anybody here got scars? I'm not talking about the emotional and mental scars that we go through, though those are, it's hard to show somebody those. Those usually come out in actions. But I'm talking about the physical scars. Y'all remember when we was kids and you would play and you got that one scar that ain't gone nowhere? Y'all know what I'm talking about? See, the funny thing is that each of those scars got a story. When you look at that scar, no matter how old you get, don't you remember what happened when that happened? Don't you remember when your bike flipped over? You know, for me, I got a scar right on my hand right here when uh, my brother and I flipped off of a moped. I got a, I got a scar that, that's light on the side of my face when I was taking the iron and I was rolling it back up. Y'all know what I'm talking about? All of us got <laughs> Y'all, somebody's like, that was stupid. Why did he, who, who let him, who let him do that? <laughs> but each of us have scars and those scars have lessons. And, and we remember, we remember, we remember the pain and the experience from the scar. And the thing is that, is that because of that, I'm, I'm, I'm better. I learn as a result of that. See, sometimes pain is necessary. Y'all can um, look at my shirt this morning. It's, it's extra medium. I know my shirt tight. I know, I know my shirt tight, and, and, and I'm not really sorry about it. But I bought this back last year when... when, when when um, my wife and, and, and Pastor John and was joking me on my clothes and said I was a 90s throwback. So we went and we bought these clothes, and these clothes fit the 175-pound Dwayne. Well, I've been in the gym the last seven months, and I'm like 185, 187. So these clothes kind of are screaming at one, 185 Dwayne. I remember when I first got to the gym how much it hurt. And working out with Carrie, you're going to feel some pain. And I didn't like it. But then I realized that because of that pain, because of what I experienced, I see the result. Because of working out, I got sore. And when I was getting sore, I learned that my, mu my muscles were literally being torn up only to rebuild themselves to be stronger. Is that not what it is that we go through in our life? The pain that you have experienced really is not to break you, but to put you in a place where you can be more like Jesus. This is the reason why you go through persecution. This is the reason why people have talked about you. This is the reason why, why some things haven't gone right. This is the reason why you've been betrayed. This is the reason why sometimes you experience loss, all so that you somehow could become more like Jesus. I'm going to read this real quick, and we're going to close in a little bit. You can come on up there. Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 and 12 reads, You are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every 
kind of evil against you because of me. Be glad and rejoice because your reward in heaven, your reward is great in heaven. For that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Look, no father likes to see their child suffer. No father likes to see their child suffer. But every father loves to see their child do what is full of honor and respect. They love to see their child do the right thing. Especially when there's pain and suffering that's involved. That son defending his sister. Don't call my sister that. Don't call my mama that. That child that lost the game, that championship game, but yet showed good sportsmanship at the end of the game? How about that, that child that told their friend the truth and they lost a friend? Or maybe that child that, that gave away something that they really loved in order to help someone. You see, no, no, no father wants to see their child suffer, but there's not one father that does not feel honored when they see their child do what is right when it costs them. It's one thing to do right when it feels good, but, but, but when it costs you, when it costs you money, when it costs you prestige, when it costs you your status. And in, and, and in Jesus' case, it cost him his life. This type of suffering brings glory to God. You see, it's not so much about what you did at that moment or what that child did at that moment, but it's really about who they became. It's not about what you're doing. It's about who you're becoming. And the pain and the suffering that you will experience is a part of you becoming more like Jesus. It's hard to relate to a God that you just can't see. So God uses our everyday experiences to help us understand who it is that he is. And so your pain and your suffering is used by God to grow you up, but also to reveal the character and nature of God. Ask Mary and Martha. They experienced pain from their brother dying. That was circumstantial. Wasn't anything that they did or had any control over. But Jesus shows up. He heals Lazarus. They see that in him is life. That he had the power over life and death. What about the man at Bethesda? That was at the pool of Bethesda. He had been there for a long time. 38 years. He didn't even know who Jesus was. But Jesus showed up and asked him, did he want to be healed? He tells the man to pick up his bed and walk. 
You see, his, 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 his pain actually put him in a place where he could have an encounter with Jesus. Your pain will actually put you in a place where you can have an encounter with Jesus. So don't escape the thing that will put you right in a place where God can find you. While you're trying to get out and while you're going through, God is like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever had, you ever been chasing somebody and you head them off at the pass? You know where they're going and you get there before they get there? God sees you coming. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going to catch you right here. This moment. Thank you again for joining us today. If you need prayer, have any questions about what you just heard or said yes to Jesus, please reach out to us at LifehouseNN.com or text 757-690-2401. We'd love the opportunity to pray for you and help guide you through the next step in your faith journey. In the meantime, we hope you'll join us online next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 1030 a.m. at LifehouseOnline.com or in person for a live worship service at 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Kiln Creek Regal Theater in Newport News, Virginia. Visit LifehouseNN.com for more information or to RSVP for a live service.